Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Would you turn with me this morning to Isaiah chapter 3? There were some things that were on my heart and um, really, as usual, I have some scriptures written down and that's all I've got. So we're just going to draw out with what God has for us this morning. But there are some things I want us to see. Um, you know, uh, the, the local church serves many purposes. <laughs> and uh, one of them is to teach people the basics of Christ, right? The yeah. basics of how to live as a Christian, uh, how to grow up spiritually, how, how to mature in God, how to connect to God. All those things are so important. They're, they're um, foundations for the believer. And uh, we minister along those lines quite frequently. But we don't want to get so rutted in um, always focusing just on us <laughs> that we lose the big picture. And so um, I'm, I'm a big picture kind of person. I, I'm, I, I like uh, this, this one illustration that I always go back to because I like jigsaw puzzles. Um, I know a lot of people don't. I do. I'd never really have time to do them, but snowy days, it's kind of a fun project to do. But in a, with a jigsaw puzzle, you've got a thousand pieces or something like that, 500, a thousand pieces, right, in a pile. <laughs> and if you just look at those pieces, you will get overwhelmed. Yes. And that's why a lot of people don't like puzzles because they're like, oh no, that's no. But along with the puzzle, you get on the box, you get the picture. You get what it's supposed to look like, the end result, right? And this, this Bible is our big picture. And we, we need to sometimes step back from the, the do's and the don'ts, the, you know, I need to study this much, I need to pray this much, I need to, you know, those things are good, not saying they're bad, we're all supposed to study the word, we're all supposed to pray, you know, we're all supposed to do these things, but sometimes we need to step back and lift up our eyes and look, for me, I look at the whole earth, I look at God, well, God what are we doing for this, this whole little thing we're spinning on, right? This globe. There's, there's a big picture. And I know you're thinking, oh, there's only a few of us here today. That doesn't matter. We all are supposed to be big picture minded. We're supposed to be God minded. What is God's plan for the earth? Because the Bible tells us these things. And uh, so sometimes we just need that reminder because um, when you're picking up one piece of the puzzle at a time, um, when I pick up a puzzle piece, well, first of all, you, you, I typically div divvy them all out, right? You might find all the straight pieces, right? That's where we start. We find everything with a straight edge because that's our outer, our border. Yeah. And, and you'll get all that together. But then you might, there might be different ways you divide things out. I, I will go for different colors, right? Okay, these are all red. So what on my big picture is red? 
The bird. Okay, so this is a bird. I've got an idea of what these pieces are supposed to look like when they come together. This is so helpful, not just for a jigsaw puzzle, but when we understand the big picture of what what God is trying to facilitate on this earth through his body, which is us. When we start to look at the big picture, when we pick up little puzzle pieces like Faith Church Colorado or, you know, this thing that I'm connected to, when we pick something up in prayer and we don't exactly know what it is, we're going to dive a little bit to this morning, all right? We're all, we've all been in this for a while. Uh, when we pick something up in prayer, because of the big picture, it's going to be easier to see where this fits. Does that make sense? So um, we want to just spend some time this morning looking at the big picture. Are we going to see the whole thing? No. You know why? I'm not God. (laughs) And I couldn't possibly tell you all in his big picture, but we're going to look at some scriptures that help us to see some of our part in his plan. Okay? So... Isaiah chapter 6, you guys got there. Let's see if I can get there. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm going to need my phone. This is what happens when you do things at 4 in the morning. Okay, it's not on this. Isaiah. Glory. So Isaiah 6, I love Isaiah 6. Uh, To me, we get a glimpse of what is happening in the throne room of God. Um, It's an exciting place. (laughs) And it says in verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I, this is Isaiah, saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory and the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke okay so we we have got the curtains if you will drawn back and isaiah is allowed to see what is happening in God's presence. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. In God's presence, we've got creatures, seraphim, right? And we, they, they're, they're covering their eyes. They're covering their feet. They're flying. They're on either side of the throne. And they are continually, continually speaking, holy, holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Now this is a sight I can't wait to actually partake in. 
And um, it, it's just fantastic that it, it's constant. It's night and day. This doesn't stop. That, that's really amazing, right? And, and there's a continual flow of honor and praise and a continual decreeing of what the Lord is. Holy, 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 holy. So we see that the, this, this atmosphere, if you will, of heaven is a continual flow of honor and praise. There's a continual movement coming out of their mouths, all right? And so that's one thing we get to see. But the other thing is always so interesting to me, and that is they don't leave their decree or their praise just with the Lord. They start talking about the earth. The earth. In their continual <laughs> movement and speaking in heaven, they are continually decreeing and declaring that the earth is to be full. 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 The whole earth. The whole earth is to be full of God's Glory. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but th this to me is like, it's, it's the big picture. It's like, oh, wow, that's big. That the whole earth, the whole earth, the whole earth. God's will for the earth is that we're full of his glory. Yes. That, that you can't get to the grocery store without running into God's glory. That you can't, you know, you can't get in your car without experiencing God's glory. Amen. That, that, that's an amazing statement. He wants the whole earth to be full of God's glory. Now, I've looked at this in a couple different translations, and it all says the same thing. But... In the ESV, it does have a footnote, and it brings me down to say that it could read, instead of the whole earth is full of his glory, it could read, may his glory fill the whole earth. May his glory fill the whole earth. That kind of makes more sense, doesn't it? Because I don't know about you, I've been to the grocery store, and I don't always experience God's glory there. Just saying, you know, when I stop at the mall, unless I'm bringing it in with me, the glory of God isn't there. Praise the Lord. So, <laughs> so we are not experiencing what they are saying in heaven to the degree that, that we ought that, that is God's plan. So I do like the way this says, may, the angels are continually declaring, may the earth be filled with his glory. May he be filling the earth with his glory. Well, we know it's God's want, it's his will, right? He wants to do that. So why isn't it being done? Well, God doesn't just force people to experience him, yeah. right? right? 
He's not the great forcer. He, he's, he's such a gentleman. And even though he knows what's best for people, he's not going to make anyone do that. And so for the earth to be full of his glory, to experience his glory, <laughs> there has to be movement in vessels that will receive his glory, yeah. carry his glory yeah. to the earth, mm -hmm. if yeah. we could say it that way. Carry his glory to the world. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so big picture, God's holy. <laughs> he wants the whole earth to be full of him, of him. That's what his glory is, right? Yeah. Just like it talks about the train of his robe. This is not like he put on his bathrobe and this is what's coming off. It's not like a train on a wedding dress. This is his, what comes off of him is glory, his presence. Oh, glory to God. And that, that train of his robe, that glory fills his temple. And just Amen. like that Amen. fullness in the throne room of God, he wants the earth to be experiencing that level of glory, of him. Yes. Yeah. Amen. 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 So big picture, God's got big plans for the earth. Yeah. Big picture, he needs all of his people so full of him that they can carry his presence with them wherever they go. In other words, the train of his robe should be our train, right? It should be what we carry throughout this earth. It should be what happens when we walk into a room. There's supposed to be something attached. Right? There's supposed to be something, a presence that comes with us. Yeah. And when we gather together, oh, glory to God, yeah. it can fill the temple. It can fill yes. the room. Yes. It can fill the place so Amen. that others yeah. can partake of something that they didn't know they even needed. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Big picture. Yes. Praise the Lord. So I do from time to time pull out Isaiah and just read over that. And I sit there and imagine it. I sit there and think, oh, okay. I wonder what, I wonder what that looks like. I mean, God's so holy, the angels, they cover their eyes. He's so awesome. The power, the presence of God is so amazing. And yet continually these angels are decreeing and declaring God's purpose. Now we know from other accounts, there's other people there in the throne room, right? We, we've got, we've got uh, the 24 elders, so to speak. You've got, you've got, you've got different, different ones that are there. You've got people. And, then, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. As we, as we finish and wrap this stuff up on the earth, we all get to be a part of this, right? It says we're, we're all going to have crowns that we get to. They're continually throwing the crowns down and giving them to the Father and saying, oh, you're just, 
it's for you. There you go. And then I don't know how we get them back, but we pick them back up and then we throw them again. <laughs> we get, you know, we're just, it's going to be a continual praise fest, if we could yes. say it that way. There's a continual worshiping going on. But before that, we, if we can all partake in that, yes. Yeah. we have to help God fulfill this. Yes. <laughs> His plan for the earth and his plan big picture i understand there's a lot of little pieces that will make up this glory filling the earth and each one of us has puzzle pieces they're different pieces our part might look different than somebody else's part but it takes all of us all of our pieces coming together to get the big picture done and so, ah, uh, it's just so big on the inside of me that no matter how big, how small, how, how insignificant you might think your part is, it's part of thousands of pieces that come together and without your piece. Now, my husband, he does not like puzzles, especially jigsaw puzzles. Matter of fact, he spends time making fun of those who do like jigsaw puzzles, namely me. And he used to. He doesn't really do this anymore, probably because I don't get time to do puzzles anymore. But he used to, on purpose, go by when I first started, and he'd just take a piece or two <laughs> and hide them somewhere so that when you got down and you had 998 pieces done, I'm blaming the dog. I'm looking in the vacuum. I'm, I mean, where are the last two pieces? And he'd come by and he'd be like, oh, look. And he'd put the last piece in and say, I finished the puzzle. Well, it's easy to do when everything else is put together. But where were you when the 998 were trying to, were trying to figure out where they go? Well, so there's going to be people, let me just say this, there's going to be people that come in at the very end of this thing, and we're just going to have to understand, fine, you do the last piece. It got to the point where I set aside a piece for him. You can do the last piece. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> Why? Because I understand it, we all have a part to play, right? Yes. And so we might be carrying more of the load than perhaps some people that get in on this thing, yeah. get saved, born again, filled with the Spirit, start talking in other tongues, find out about the presence of God, they might come in at the end of this thing. That's all right. We're all about getting this thing done. The harvest is ripe. Yes. yes. The harvest is ripe, and we all have a part. So yes. we want to make sure we're looking at the big picture, not to get overwhelmed, but when we're in prayer, when we're finding out what God has for us, what our part is on the earth, what, what faith church is supposed to do, what different people are supposed to be doing, that when we're in prayer and we're picking something up and we're like, I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't know where this goes. We've got a big picture and we can pray this thing out. And we're like, okay, it goes right here. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. There's times where I'm in prayer, and I don't know what I'm praying about. But and I'll, it's like I, I, I've got this thing, and I'm praying this for this 
whatever this is, Lord, we're, we're just, we're yielding ourselves in other tongues. And, and I want to pray about this and I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, by the Spirit, I can, I can draw up. Sometimes he'll reveal to you what that peace is. And you might all of a sudden realize it's Africa. <laughs> I'm praying for Africa, okay? And you can just yield to that. Thank you, Father, for your glory flooding Africa, the whole, yes. the whole, the whole continent, the whole place. And I might bring up people I know that are in Africa. Um, and then I'm, I might not, I don't, I don't know very many people. I know a few that live in that continent, right? It's a big place. But in the spirit... When we're praying to be effective, we need to know the big picture and we need to know what we've got, what peace we've got right now. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you may, I mean, there's times when I pick up a, a puzzle piece and look at it and think, I have no idea. Yeah. Right? It's white. It's all white. There's a lot of white. You know, the puzzles get worse or harder, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> I have one that's like all snow covered, a snow covered stable. So it's all brown and, and white. So white does not help me in this big picture. It could be anything, right? It, it could be the clouds. It could be the snow. It could be the snow bank. It could, it could be anything. Sometimes you'll have to set that aside. Mm -hmm. Understand I'm going to need that later, yes. but I don't know where it goes right now. Right now. Yeah. And that's okay. This is a little interesting today, yeah. but, um, but we're just helping us as, as believers in our, our prayer life, in our outlook. How do we get this job right. done? Yeah. Big picture. How do we do this? Because it takes everybody. Nobody can sit at home on the couch and just pray in other tongues and think, okay, I've done my part. No, we all have... Yes, pray. Yes, pray. Yes, go home and pray in other tongues on your couch. That's fine. But there's another part to that, and that's God's going to connect all of us to a certain place where we can help put our, get our hands dirty, so to speak, right. yeah. and, and uh, help effectively get this job done. So that's Isaiah, Isaiah 6. I, I go there frequently because uh, I want to remind myself of God's big picture, God's plan for the earth. And yes, there's more. That is not the only verse you could look at to see what God wants to be doing in these last days. But for me, mm, I don't know, something about his glory filling the earth is just so exciting. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that we can be used yeah. as a catalyst, as a carrier of that glory. That's, that's amazing. So, so how, how do we do this? Well, before we think, think that, let's go to Acts chapter 2. No, before we do that, we've got to go to 2 Chronicles. Sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Praise the Lord. He's good. 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Now, this is where Solomon had just finished building, they completed, Solomon didn't build the temple. He had other people build the temple. He was just the king that oversaw the building of the temple. But you understand what I'm meaning. Solomon, the, the temple is finished. They are having a massive church service. 
massive ceremony to usher in the ark of the Lord into the temple. This has been, you have to understand, Solomon's kingdom, right? It was huge. It was luxurious. He did everything by excellence, right? I mean, when the Queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon, she passed out because <laughs> the uh, splendor and the amazing, she was just amazed at how the servants were dressed. I mean, everything was so excellently done, it was overwhelming. And you have to un understand if that's the case, when Solomon went to dedicate the temple, you, you know they've been planning this for years. From the start of the building, they're planning, how are we going to dedicate this? How are we going to bring this ark in? Well, how's it going to be done? And it says, for time's sake, we won't look at everything, but it, it says that they, I mean, every priest was anointed that day. Everyone was ready. Normally, it was just you worked one month and then somebody else worked another month and this type of thing. But this time, everybody's ready. Everybody's there. The whole nation comes out. This is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is how we see... We see God's response to everyone coming together to honor his presence that's coming into the temple. And so we'll pick up in, uh, oh, you could start just about anywhere. Uh, verse 12, there's all the Levitical singers. And then we've got Asaph, Haman, Jedithim, their sons, arrayed in fine linen with cymbals, harps, lyres. They stood east of the altar with 120 priests who were trumpeters. We had 120 trumpets. That's a lot of trumpets, guys. I've been in a lot of musical situations. You get four trumpets and you are overwhelmed. They had 120. So, I mean, we really got everybody on board yes. for this. Verse 13, and it was the duty of the trumpeters and singers to make themselves heard in unison in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals and other musical instruments in praise to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, or we would say with his glory right? So that it was so full that the priests could not stand to minister because of the glory. For the glory of the Lord filled the house. So what do we have here? We have a ceremony. We have a service that has been planned for years. We have everybody dressed to the nines, so to speak, right? We have got every musician, that's anybody, is on stage here. We've got, we've got everybody in the kingdom there. Yeah. And God shows up. And when God shows up, everything goes wild. I mean, nobody can even stand. They're all on the ground. My husband often says, and I'm sure you've heard him say it, he would like, you know, artists, different artists do renderings of different Bible scenes. He said he would like someone to draw this scene with one of the priests sitting in the timpani drum. 
and somebody else falling on top of the other one and just piles of people and trumpets all over the place. Why? Because God showed up. Because God showed up. Why did God show up? Because they were all in one place, in one accord, magnifying him. Because they had given honor and taken years to plan his presence coming into this temple. They honored the fact that this was God himself coming to be a part of us. And God came in. <laughs> Where God is honored, God will come in. Yes. Where God is honored, he will come in. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. he doesn't just tiptoe in. He yeah. doesn't just stay in the box, in the ark, so to speak. When he comes in, it's, that is, as my husband says, it's God's flaw, right? Yeah. He doesn't know when to stop. Amen. He just, that, that is his one flaw. People say God is perfect. It's not true. His flaw is once he starts, he doesn't know how to stop. Your cup runs over. He just keeps going. He doesn't know what full is supposed to look like. He doesn't have our definition of full. For him, being full is everybody's on the floor. Nobody can stand up. The song we wrote six months ago is no longer valid because he just took over. That's God's idea of filling the earth. And we have it depicted in this scene of him filling his temple. Ha! Glory to God. We understand that the old is just a type of what is supposed to be occurring here in the new. And so uh, we want his glory to be filling, flooding, overwhelming the earth. But here we see it starting in the temple. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 19, we should be familiar with these verses. 1 Corinthians 6. A little different today, but we're okay with different. 1 Corinthians, I say that every Sunday. <laughs> I wouldn't know what normal was if, I, if it came in. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. <laughs> Do you not know? That your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Now, 1 Corinthians, uh, what, what, a, what a book. Chapters 5, 6, 7, really, what he's talking about here is uh, he's talking about sexual immorality for most all of that. And so he's pointing out to the Corinthians, guys, your body isn't just yours. I, meaning this outer thing that we, we live in, this, this body that we have. He's telling them, guys, you can't just do whatever you want. 
the, the city of Corinth was extremely immoral, extremely corrupt. It was a playground, so to speak. It was a resort town. It was where the, uh, the Roman, uh, the hierarchy went to retire, so to speak. Uh, anything went. You know, we have a saying here in America, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, that kind of thing. That was Corinth. And so that carried into this new church. And Paul was like, guys, don't you understand? Your body is the temple of God. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. You've got to be careful what you do with your body. It matters because God lives in you. And you are carrying God around. So if we compare Chronicles and what happened when God came into that natural temple, well, it stands to reason that if we are the temple, now we are the temple, right? Yeah. Yeah. That God wants to do the same thing in us. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 3, let's look at that. 1 Corinthians 3. He so wanted to get this across to the Corinthians because they were not getting it that he actually states it two different places. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you, 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 Corinthians, you, you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, yikes, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Wow. Strong, strong words. But Paul was like, guys, I need you to see this big picture here. God is trying to pour his glory, it funnel, flow his glory into the earth. And he only lands in holy places. He can only land in a temple that is ready to receive, if we could say it that way, right? Yeah. There are a lot of Christians that walk around and they don't know that they're God's temple. They don't know that they're supposed to be facilitators of God's glory. And so they treat their body differently. And trust me, you don't want your body to be doing stuff in sin and have God's glory show up because glory will overwhelm sin. That's why he couldn't fill us until Jesus came, <laughs> right, right? And by his grace, by the blood, praise God, we can be cleansed and covered. But that still doesn't give us license to just go do whatever we want with our body because, because, because our body is supposed to be a carrier of his glory. Yeah. And large amounts of glory affect things. Yes. Yes. Now, large amounts of glory will affect your natural body in a wonderful way. Yeah. That's how healing flows, right? Yes. Right? Healing Amen. flows from out of our spirit where God dwells and affects our natural body. Yeah. But that works both ways. We can't be doing stuff with our body 
that isn't godly and expect God's power and glory to flow. Matter of fact, we kind of don't want it to flow (laughs) if we're... Anyway, different subject. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we, do we not know, he, Corinthians, do you not know you're a temple? You are part of the puzzle. <laughs> you are part of God's plan for this earth yes. to be carriers of glory around this globe. And he's got, I need you to walk holy. I need you to live holy. I need you to get in the game, so to speak, Right. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 2. So we see Old Testament. God had a temple. He lived in an ark, but he would would come out of the box, so to speak. (laughs) He would come out of the box for the times where people were honoring him and were, uh, were willing to be carriers of him. And then New Testament... We see Paul saying, guys, it's you. You are the carriers of God's glory. And so we're going to look at Acts chapter 2. Again, another familiar verse, or it ought to be for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2. So this is the day of Pentecost, of course. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon the 120 that were in the upper room. At least 120 we have record of there. And they come spilling out of the upper room. Why? They got full. (laughs) They got full of him. Glory to God. And they were so full, they had to take this thing outdoors. And so they get out there and Peter stands up and starts preaching. And he starts referencing Old Testament scriptures from Joel and other places. But we're going to look at this verse 14. It says, Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. Uh, My Bible says that's 9 a.m. And typically... Even people in the world aren't drinking at 9 a.m., supposedly. I've known some. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel, verse 17. In the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will, what, pour out my spirit on all flesh. Big picture. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. Again, just big picture verses. God's plan for the earth him pouring out a spirit, him pouring out a spirit, him pouring out himself on all the earth. How does it happen? It first hits the temple. That's right. A place that's been prepared, okay? A pl- the glory can only safely land in places that have been prepared for that glory, okay? So that's what we're... 
Thank you, Father. Trying to get up across. Our temple. Us. The temple of the Holy Spirit. That's us. We have to be prepared. What do you mean? He already lives in it. Yes, he does. But we want him flooding, right? Yes, we want him yes, filling. We want him yes. pouring out so much so that um, it takes some ushers to help you walk across the room sometimes, okay? Um, that type of glory. Because people will ask me all the time, how do you get there? How do you, how do you, how do you have that experience? Well, it takes a temple prepared. Yes. Yeah. A temple prepared. It says he wants, he wants to pour out on all flesh. But in his goodness, he won't pour out on people that are not prepared. But he can give them measures of his goodness through us. Right? I can, I can reach out and transmit a measure of his glory Amen. to someone. Amen. Glory. And, and that is so exciting, but we have to learn to be good carriers yes. of his presence. Yes. We have to learn how to keep the temple clean. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. If I could say it that way. Because uh, everything matters. Yeah. When, when you're looking at the big picture, everything matters. When I pick up a puzzle piece, everything on that piece matters. Meaning, not just the color, but... Are there, are there stripes? Is there some kind of texture in there? Why? Because that determines where that piece goes. Yes. Right? Yes. If it's straight white, well, it's probably the snow. If it's got some kind of little gleaming in it, it might be falling snow. It might be a different part of the picture. It matters. And so when we keep our temple prepared, yeah. I keep wanting to say clean, but you know what I mean? Just prepared for him. Yes. yes. For Amen. his outpouring. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So one of the ways we keep our temple, temple prepared, he mentioned it in 1 Corinthians, you stay away from things like sexual immorality, right? You, right. You're going to do things that you're, you're not going to be uh, gossiping. You're not going to be using your mouth against people. You're, you know, all, all the list. Just read 1 Corinthians. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You've got plenty to, yeah. to realize he's saying you've got you to stay away from certain things to keep yeah. your temple clean. But it's not just that. It's, just, it's not just not doing certain things right. Right. that keeps your temple clean, okay? Mm -hmm. It's also what we do do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Amen. Yes. And what are we supposed to do? Well, we know. Feed on the word. Yep. Spend time praying in other tongues praying and ministering to him. But what about when we're at the job? What about when we can't be reading scriptures, right? What about when we're doing other things? Are we still staying aware? Are we still with our spirits staying connected? Are we still first thinking about him? Are we aware first that we're spirit beings? And then our mind kicks in, and then our body is there too, yes. right? Yeah. Are yes. we putting things in the right order? Yeah. Amen. That's 
how we become carriers. Yes, we have to keep the temple clean. Yes, yes. And that's why so often when we come together on Sunday mornings or whenever it is, we're going to be looking at some scriptures that teach us how to live right. <laughs> how to stay straight. It's not all just praise and worship and glory. But to get to the glory, <laughs> we're going to have to take care of some other things. But it's not just the do's and don'ts. It's the preparation of the heart as the temple. And so it goes back to what were the angels doing? in Isaiah right. holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come the whole earth is to be full of your glory it's this continual momentum if you will it's this continual awareness of how holy he is and his purpose for the earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And when we wake up in the morning, Father, thank you that the whole earth can be full of your glory and that I'm a carrier of that glory today. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach me, show me, help yes. me. Yeah. Yes. Help me be a carrier. Yeah. Yes. I promise you, the Bible, Jesus told us, oh my gosh, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you'll be filled. You'll be filled. You'll be filled. He's not withholding. He's not withholding. Anybody can be full. Anyone can live full if they desire to. If they're hungry for it. Glory to God. Will it take some people some time to get there? Absolutely. It took me some time. Why? Because I'd spent so many years living out of my head. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't mean we give up after a week or two of saying, I don't sense God like you sense God. No, we'll just keep coming. Just, just keep learning the flow. Just keep a heart that's hungry. Glory to God. And then we'll be able to receive all and then, and then it's not just one or two people on the earth that know how to live full of God's glory then we've got whole churches whole bodies of believers coming together that can draw on his fullness glory to God and it, that's when it starts to spill out into the room yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 and we're filled with his glory and the people that have no clue what you're talking about start to sense things <laughs> because yes. God starts getting Amen. on them yes. Amen. and some of them will start to get agitated and want to run out the door and other people will be like oh I like that what is that yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. there will be a reaction yes. 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 one way or the other right. yes Thank you. But our job isn't to make somebody feel something. Our job isn't to make somebody see something. Yeah. Our job isn't to make somebody know something. That's right. Our job, church, mm -hmm. is to be the temple he's designed us to be. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So full of his glory that other people can sense it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And when we come together, that glory starts to Now, does this glory manifest strongly all the time? No, it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't. Does it have to? Well, right now, we don't have anybody who doesn't know about God's glory in the room. So does it have to be so tangible that it's spilling over on anybody if no one's here to even? That being said, I'm okay with God spilling out his glory yes. Yes. and none of us being able to walk out of here yeah. at any point, right? Yes. At any, in any service, yes. not in any service, wherever we are, you know, yes. whatever that is. Yes. We're, but the point is we as temples need to stay available, yes. need to stay ready, stay clean, stay clean, stay, clean. Yes. stay in praise mode, stay in awareness mode, yes. stay in Big picture mode. Yes. Big picture. When Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw the multitudes who were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd, it's when he lifted up his eyes to see the big picture mm-hmm. that God's compassion came and started to flow. Yes. And he yeah. said two things, pray. And then he laid hands on his disciples and he said, go. Pray, go. Yeah. The big picture will help us pray mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. It will help us go. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you Amen. for your goodness today. Thank you for your help. Thank you for what you desire to do in the earth. Thank you for your glory. Ah, let's just all lift up our hands for a minute. Father, thank you. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you live on the inside of us. Thank you. Thank you that you're so big. Thank you that you have such a plan for the earth, that the whole earth be full, be full, be full, be full, be full of your glory. Thank you for it, Father. Father, we're open vessels. We ask and we're hungry and thirsting after your goodness, your righteousness. Thank you for filling us to the full. Thank you for filling us to the full so that we can overflow to this world. Thank you for your big picture. Father, you said the harvest is ripe and we are to pray, therefore, that the laborers would go into the harvest. Thank you, Father, for every laborer, including ourselves. Thank you, Father, for Sending us and showing us who needs you, who needs to experience your presence, who needs to understand who you are. Thank you for leading us to them, guiding us to them, and thank you for your overflowing spirit and presence that goes with us to fill them. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen.